We want to welcome you to the Enduring Churches podcast. Alan here with Trent. So we want to welcome you back. Thanks for all of you who listen to us every week. We just want you to know we appreciate you. We're so glad to be with you to help you and your church endure. And if you're new, hey, I'm Alan and I'm here with Trent. And so anyway, hey. <laughs> it's always good to be with you. You know, your calendar gets so full of all kinds of things. I remember when I was a church planter, I had another job and we had a calendar and they started calling the calendar my Allender. So they could yeah. uh, see what Alan was up to. And so uh, every now and then <laughs> yeah. the term the term still rises up. So we're going to Allender some calendar stuff today, Trent. So you're going to help help Alan with his calendar, right? Well, I don't. I hope so. I hope so. This is be a good thing to talk about. But I have to tell you, I did look on the calendar, and 82 years ago today, Bugs Bunny became a character on TV. So, happy birthday, Bugs Bunny! What's up, Doc? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, now, now how are we supposed to top that today? I I don't know, but we do all have calendars, right? We've you know, I was thinking about this earlier, and we have, we all have probably multiple calendars. Um, some of us carry around or have paper calendars. Um, some of us have great big notebooks. Do you remember those, Alan? You know, people would carry the. Yes. For a while, I had one of those Franklin Covey calendar things that, that yeah, you know, too. was almost like a journal, and I wasn't very good at recording in it every day. I wish I had been. I think mm -hmm. it'd be kind of cool to go back and look through it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have one in my office that is covers almost an entire wall because it's the entire year. And um, we've been working on that, trying to get that organized. And, and then, of course, we always have the one on our phone, right? Uh, and and it's, it seems to be the one that drives us nuts. And trying to keep all those, especially if you have, like we do, multiple calendars, how do you keep them together? Um, my wife has her calendar. I have my calendar, and we're trying to make those mesh up as well. Um, and so calendars really are supposed to be a tool that helps us, right? It's supposed to help us make us more effective in the things that we do. Um, but I want to ask you all, and I want to ask you, Alan, uh, has your calendar taken you hostage? I've refused to answer on terms that are not incriminating. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I can tell you that uh, Dana and I have felt like ours has taken us hostage. And, and so um, today we want to talk about that. And um, part of this came from we, we just recently had a, a really good, helpful meeting with uh, a couple by the name of Dave and Sandy that work for Standing Stone Ministries and uh, are great, great folks. And they're helping us to think about boundaries and how we calendar our stuff. And so if you're dealing with some of the things that we have dealt with, I want you to know that it is possible to take control back and uh, to put your calendar in the subservient role instead of taking you hostage. Uh, so, so we're going to talk about some of those principles today, Alan. I love it. I could use the help, and I'm looking forward to this conversation. And uh, I, I'm I'm hoping to add value to our conversation, Trent. But uh, you know, I'm 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 in that boat. I, if it were not for my wife, I would not know what I'm doing in 
five minutes from now, much less uh, five days from now. So I'm, I'm grateful that she's much better at the calendar than I am. Well, and the sad thing is we're getting older. And so we have to, we have trouble remembering what's on the calendar or looking at the calendar. So, but so anyway, true. so let's talk through, um, let's talk through, I've got 10 principles I think that can help you. Um, some of these things we've learned recently, some of them we've known for a long time and we're trying to um, make our calendars work. And hopefully some of these, maybe one of these will stick with you and you'll be able to, um, you know, apply it today. But that's, I think that's a big goal is just to take one and apply it to your life today. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good way to approach it, Trent. So many times you get here, all these things and think, I got to do all of them. And maybe sometimes the best thing to do is to start with one and maybe pick that off your list and then and then work on something else. And so, yeah, we've got 10 principles today, but you don't have to tackle all 10. Like the old saying, best way to eat an elephant, one bite at a time. So let's, let's, uh, let's, let's start with that first bite, Trent. So, so what is that? Well, and this one I learned a long time ago, um, and it has been helpful for me over the years, and I've used this quite a bit, is the, the principle is to divide your day into three sections, um, morning, afternoon, evening, and only allow yourself to schedule meetings, whatever, on two of those sections and having one of those sections off. Of course, you know, you have overnight which sleeping hopefully which <laughs> hopefully if you get your calendar a little more squared away you can sleep better too but you if you know if you plan meetings in the morning but you also know as a pastor you have a meeting with like a deacon's meeting or some meeting in the evening then you need to give yourself the freedom to take the afternoon off not working all three of those sections you've got to give yourself one of those sections as time off one of the things that we do is we do we do tend to go and go and go until we can't go anymore and that can be problematic for us especially in ministry when you have so many demands that come up in the evening or so many nights can get filled unexpectedly give yourself give yourself a chance to breathe you know i've been trying to start swimming um, to take some of the pressure off my knees and one of the frustrating thing about trying to become a better lap swimmer is that breathing thing you know to make sure you yeah you can you you find the right rhythm and to taking your breaths and that's what you're talking about here you know you gotta you gotta find a rhythm that allows for you to breathe yeah it is a rhythm you're absolutely right alan and you know i will tell you you can probably tell my voice is a little janky today um and if you don't take that time to rest and and have some time off <laughs> you'll get sick and and you'll be forced to have some time where you have to recover. So um, that's the first principle is to divide your day into three sections and only schedule two of those sections. The second principle um, is especially in ministry um, and if, especially if you're bivocational, co-vocational, this can be a struggle, but you need to be able to set office hours. Um, I know that Alan and the Alan and I both in the ministry we have now, our office hours are all over the map sometimes. Um, but 
you know, one of the things that will help you to control your calendar is that you begin to train the folks in, around you to recognize that, hey, I have some hours that are specifically set up to be available to folks. So what do you think, Alan? Yeah, I think it's really helpful to, to kind of have as much of a schedule, again, the rhythm, the routine, as much as you can. And sometimes that's easier than at other times. You know, there are, there are life events that happen that can disrupt that. You know, sometimes it's a job change or a description change or there's a medical need or a need to adapt right. schedules. And those things are going to happen. But as much as possible, to find a, a routine that works is just hugely beneficial um, in your life. And you may have to tinker with it for a while to find, find the right mm -hmm. rhythm and find the right routine. Well, I'm glad you said that too, Alan, because it is true. There are seasons of our lives where things are just way more active, way more busy than others. Um, and so you're, none of these things are going to be set in stone forever. You're always going to have to be adjusting these things. So uh, I think that's important to keep in mind as we go through these. Yeah, and when you're thinking about scheduling that trend, I think one thing that, that is really good too, when is your best time for doing different things? Mm -hmm. You know, find, so, you know, find your best mental time. To, if you're doing sermon preparation or doing something that's a higher mental capacity, make sure you're doing that at that prime time. I, I was talking with, with, with a pastor who, you know, he loves mornings. He loves, he loves evenings. He hates the middle of the day. So the middle of the day is a great time to do the, all those things that don't require a lot of brain power, returning phone calls, emails, all that kind of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And you can put study time er really early, really late, and, and that can work for you. So, but what works for you and, and define that and make it work? Yeah, that's really true. And you do kind of got to think through because your calendar won't be the same as my calendar because we're different on, just as Alan said, there are times a day that we, we feel better, we work better, we're able to focus better. And so kind of keep that in mind as well. Um, but going along with that, the third principle is to publicize your office hours and, and days that you're working. Um, if you're a pastor or ministry leader, you know, put that in the bulletin. Hey, um, Pastor Allen is here at the office on these days at these times. And the more that you're able to get that across to people, the, the more that they will learn, okay, hey, I can get a hold of Alan at these times. And of course, just like Alan said earlier, there are times when the emergencies happen and you may, they need to have the freedom to contact you in an emergency. But when you're just talking about, hey, I need to ask a simple question or, hey, I want to talk about a ministry, let's keep it to these times. Yeah, I heard someone suggest in, a, in an interview that they, they set certain times of day where they say, I'll respond to texts and emails during this time of each day. And so that's readily available. So you know that if you text them, they're not going to get back with you until 1120 or something like that, unless they know that it's some type of um, specific emergency. But, you know, finding a way to kind of publicize whatever it is your schedule is, whatever that is that works for you you know, is it is important. And so make sure, make sure that you do that. So you said yeah. you need to publicize all those hours and days, Trent. What about also publicizing the hours you're not available? You have a principle here to set time to study, to study. So 
That's mm -hmm. probably best if we can find the time of uninterrupted um, preparation. Right. And that's, boy, that is a struggle, especially, I know when I was pastoring the local church, I was in my, in my office and there was, my office door was open typically, and I, I had people coming and going, coming and going. And, and this is going to be different for everybody because um, I had a good friend uh, who is a pastor and he would literally, he had a secret room almost in the building. It was up in an old part of the Sunday school area that wasn't being used. And he would just go up there to study and prepare a sermon um, so that nobody would come up and disturb him. Um, and so it, it's going to be different for everyone. But yes, you do have to protect that time or, or it'll never happen. Yeah, I knew some pastors who had their holy of holies. So they had an yeah. An office with an inner office and the inner office was where they would could shut the door and everyone knew that they were unavailable um, at that point in time but there there are times where you could say if you're all by yourself at the church you know put the put the message machine on and say i'm unavailable i'll be returning calls after this time or or whatever and acknowledge that you're you're spending time in study i think that's important for people to know that you are putting your time time in in that way yeah there's you know and you can change the the message on your phone you know when somebody calls and you don't answer you can change that very easily and so it's good for people to hear you say hey i'm studying right now I'm preparing for sunday praying for sunday um, it's good for them to hear you say that and then they'll be you know they'll understand um, you know i was thinking though as we talk about this there's a couple of groups that um, this is going to be a little bit different, you know, for a, a church planner who their church is meeting in a movie theater or, or wherever, he doesn't have an, a church office, you know, and so most of the time you work from home or you work um, from a coffee shop or wherever, um, you still got to be able to protect some time uh, to do that. Yeah, so uh, you know, Trent, even even in a non-ministry setting, my wife uh, works at a college, and they've been completing an audit that they've been that they're going through this week, and uh, she has to do some work in this binder that has a bunch of financial information and all this stuff, and so she just put a note on the door and closed the door that she usually leaves open, but she put a note on it and says, "I'm working on the binder. Enter at your own risk." <laughs> there you so, go. Uh, you know, good. you can have some fun with it too, and just to let people know, hey, I've got a task mm -hmm. going on, and and I really can't be interrupted right now. So, make sure you're doing something to uh, to let people know, and make sure you're finding time to do those things that are really important that require some some get alone time. So, let's review the top four, Trent. Here, divide your day into three sections, and allow yourself to only schedule two. Set office hours. Stick to them publicize your office hours and days and set time to study and prepare. So those things are all, all important, but we're going to kind of jump into another section now that gives us some, some different things. And so these are also just as important, even if they're not as, as frequent in some cases. So what's the next thing, Trent? Well, uh, going with this, I kind of need to tell my own story and, and uh, tell on myself a little bit uh, for the first, I don't know, 15 years of my ministry, I never used all my, all my vacation time or all my days off and rarely took days off. And, and I got to a place of real burnout. And, and so that was, 
I, I had to learn those things the hard way that I was cheating myself, my family, and my God when I did not take that time off and away from work. As we've moved to this new ministry, <laughs> unfortunately, that lesson that I had learned the hard way, I'm having to relearn that because um, Dana and I, my wife and I, we've we've talked and and uh, you know we look at our calendar and we look back and we see, hey, we haven't taken hardly any days off, um, and so this is an area that we're having to relearn is to um, schedule those in and. And protect them, and so we're we're having to um, put those on the calendar ahead of time, so that we may actually take them. And you know, most people in other jobs they do that anyway. They have to request days for vacation, all that stuff, and some of them have to do it months in advance. And so, this is a good principle for those in ministry to do as well. Yes, and you you have a note in here to protect it, to protect your mm -hmm. time off, and to to realize that it's important. You know, before you go away as a, as a pastor or a ministry leader um, in a church, set the ground rules. These are the things that are reasonable for me to be called away from a vacation for it. And there really should not be many things on there. There should not be many things you, you come back for. Even in the case of sometimes a death, a death in your church, it's okay to let another, to, to have those ground rules set up in advance and let another pastor cover that in the immediate. Um, so you can honor your time and honor your family and honor your vacation. Mm -hmm. So it really should be the rare exception and not a common exception for you to, to really be called away from, from your vacation. Life's going to happen with whether you're there or not. And right. you, you, you can't keep life from happening. If you come back for every life event, um, you'll never get away. So protect that time. It's really important to do that. Yeah, and I would add that this this takes some looking down the road. This takes some planning um, so that what Alan just said is true, that even if something happens, you do have somebody that you've already contacted and say, hey, would you be available if something happens, whether that's one of your deacons, one of your other leaders in your church, or um, the role that Alan and I are, are in now. We serve to minister to pastors. I've done a funeral um, because one of my pastors was unavailable. And so, you know, just having that forethought to say, okay, I'm, I need to contact somebody so that somebody's available. Uh, so this is important. Uh, your time, your vacation time is important for you and your family. And you will do, you'll preach so much better if you take that vacation time. That's so true. You, people, people will appreciate you more too if you'll take your time off. So make sure, make sure you're doing that. So, in addition, you say you should take um, maybe a weekend off every now and then, just to make sure that you get out of town. And you, you've emphasized this literally out of town. Why, why is that important? Well, my situation is that I live at, um, I live in a parsonage at a camp in Missouri. And so there are people coming and going all the time. And in order for me to not be having people talk to me, come and knocking on the door or whatever, I have to get out of town. I'm learning this, um, like I said, the hard way, <laughs> the relearning this, this principle. 
And so that our goal um, is to get out of town, you know, even if it's just for a day, to get totally away from the camp, away from our ministry once a month. Um, and sometimes, you know, it's just days off that we take and we're doing stuff around the house. But when we really need to let down and, and get some refreshing, we have to get away totally. And we're going to at least, I would suggest for everyone, especially if you live in a parsonage, um, you need to get out of town at least once a quarter for a long weekend or a weekend and and have some time totally away from your ministry. Yeah, it's always kind of kind of good to get away. I know that's something Rochelle and I've even looked at. And you know, I, I cover three counties. My situation's a lot different. Um, you know, I'm I'm kind of isolated in in some ways. Um, but every road I drive down, I drive down a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's it's nice every now and then to go drive down a road that I'm not as familiar with. And so it's helpful. It's just helpful to get away and an important thing for us to get away every now and then. So Trent, who who's better in your in your marriage with the calendar, you or Dana? Oh, I would say Dana is better at this. She's got a um she would disagree right now because she's sick as well. <laughs> but um she's very good with the details and and uh so I really rely on her. She's the better half of my brain. So um, this is an area that you do need to work on, you know, in ministry. Sometimes our wives work in other areas and we have to coordinate our, our vacation time with when they can have vacation time. Uh, Alan and Rochelle have to do that. They have to work together to make sure they protect time where they can be together. I mean, having days off is no fun when your spouse isn't around so you can I'm a foodie. Alan's a foodie. We like to go find new restaurants and stuff. And so, uh, you know, you got to have that time together to do that. I also like to go to like this thing we have in Texas. Of, there's a town called Canton that has a thing of first Monday. That's this like, like giant flea market type type thing. I go for the corn dog. Um, and then we get to look at all the little market things on the side. But there you go. It's all, it's, it's all about the corn dog. So, yeah, that. Canton is a religious experience for my mom and my sister. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. amazing. It's amazing how crazy that that place can uh, can actually get. So if you're ever if you're ever in East Texas, it's something you need to need to check out. It's called First Monday. It actually takes place on weekends, but uh, it's called yeah. First Monday, and you can always uh, you can always check that out. But anyway, coordinate your calendar with your spouse. That's important, Rochelle. My calendar would really be messed up if Rochelle didn't come and bail me out every now and then and say, let me see your calendar. She'll start putting stuff on my calendar for me yeah. because she knows that I probably haven't done it yet. So I'm so I'm so grateful for her. And, you know, some of you, I know, um, I know it can be a challenge, you know, whether it's just putting the note in your phone or whatever, you know, build some habits of making sure that you you get those important things uh put down i don't know about you Trent, but my calendar starts to fill up people's uh, guys pastors ask me to preach and say i'm at a meeting and they'll say hey could i'm going to be out you know october this date and would you preach for me yeah i'll be glad to do that i know that i haven't scheduled anything in october yet and then i get home at what date was that yeah <laughs> or or who was that 
<laughs> you know, yeah, we're, exactly. we're supposed to be at it. So, you know, we all have those moments. Uh, but, you know, in ministry, someone wants to meet with you. You know, they're talking to you after church and then you've talked to 12 other people and you can't remember who it was that talked to you. And, mm-hmm. and I, I know that feeling, you know, do as much as you can to to get other people to help you coordinate. And if you're married, your spouse can be a great one um, for, for that. So what's this Monday? You have a principle here. It says start your Monday with a meeting to schedule important tasks. Who's this meeting with? Well, actually, for this is a meeting for Dana and I together. Uh, we start our Monday mornings. And this is a principle that um, Dave and Sandy with Standing Stones Ministries um, encouraged us to do, uh, to be able to make ourselves a little more productive in the time that we are working. But also, uh, this is a time to check in, check on that calendar, say, okay, what's coming up this week? These are the tasks that we have to accomplish this week. And these are the days we're taking off this week. Um, And so, you know, before I told you, you need to think way ahead, and we have to do that. But then this is a reminder time. Because things happen, things change, and we have to be flexible. But um, we start eight o'clock on Monday mornings with a, a, our meeting to get together and look at our calendar and, and say, okay, how are we going to divide up, divide up our week? Yeah, I can see where that's going to be really helpful. Maybe Monday morning's not your day. Maybe it's Saturday as you look forward to the next week, but find, find a time to really have that meeting. And if you don't have Maybe it's maybe it's with your office team or your staff. It could be any number of people. But who who's going to help you coordinate your calendar? Make sure make sure that you get um, what you need on there. So Trent, um, you know, our, we we've talked about you know calendar your vacation time and make that mm-hmm. a priority. Um, take taking some weekends off, coordinating your calendar with your spouse, have a meeting with key people who who are in the know regarding your calendar. The last couple of things are just some, some, I guess, some, some things to don't lose sight of this um, in mm-hmm. your calendar because these are just a couple of other things that I think are, are really important for us. You say the first one here, when you do get time off and you take your days off, spend that time with your family. Yes. You know, it, it's, especially if you have um, children, smaller children, that time goes by so quickly. Alan and I, our kids are grown and married and everything. And, and there are days when we wish we could have some of those fun times as little kids back. Uh, but, and so don't, don't forget to re- use that time to reconnect. And so that kind of leads me into the last principle. Um, it's easy for us when we have downtime to sit and mess with our phones, be on social media. But let me encourage you to find the fun and not the phone. Um, this is, you know, when you do have time off, get away, go with your kids, take them somewhere, go do something fun. If your kids are grown, you and your spouse go someplace new. There's Be a tourist in your own state. We've really enjoyed that here in Missouri, being a tourist here. And so find those things that you can do that are fun, not sitting on the couch with your phone. Yeah, ours is taking the behemoth dog on a couple of walks every day. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. But it's a time that we enjoy spending together talking about our day and um, and what's in front of us. And so, you know, find find things to do that are fun, that's something mm-hmm. uh, that, that you enjoy. So that's 10 principles, Trent. That's, that's uh, 
quite a quite a handful today. I hope we found one of those that can make a difference. So you got anything else you want to add to people as they're thinking about their calendar? Yeah, you know, this is this is really all about our um, mental health um, and so that you can last in ministry. We've both had friends that um, have either dropped out of ministry or we've even lost some friends who've taken their lives because of this um, mental health issue and, and not taking care of themselves. And depression is real. Uh, and so we want to encourage you to do these things so that you can have some, some time away, so you can have some time of refreshing. And if you need someone to talk to um, as you struggle through this, I, I tell you, when I went through my time of burnout a few years back, I had several pastors that came around me and kind of huddled around me and helped me so much. And uh, we want to encourage you, contact us, contact someone else. But don't be alone in this because you are not alone. Satan wants you to believe you're alone, but you're not. Well, Trent, man, I appreciate you putting this note together. And I know uh, all our listeners out there appreciate it. We want to encourage you with one other thing. Make sure you put Mondays. Um, mornings on your calendar to, to download the Enduring Churches podcast and make a little note. Hey, I'm going to share this with another person this week and add that to your calendar. You can help us out a lot that way. So we would appreciate it. And we appreciate you for taking time to listen today and uh, look forward to seeing which principle um, means the most to you. So let us know, reach out to us, and we look forward to hearing from you. Have a great week and we'll catch you next week on the Enduring Churches podcast.